0: lights out everybody. This is the witching hour. It is the hour when dogs howl. And evil is let loose on a sleeping world want to hear about it then turn out your lights wscalp audio theater presents a revival of the play coffin in studio b a classic from the national broadcasting company series entitled lights out Willis Cooper is the author of tonight's play. And James C. Darling is your dialogue director. Sit in the dark now and listen to Lights
1: Out. And, uh, what will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear chap. For example? For example, it's quite possible that I will kill you. You amaze me. Oh, no, 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 no. I assure you, I'm quite serious. Impossible. Not impossible at all. May I ask just how you propose to, uh, end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throat, neatly, and as the books have it, with dispatch. You've been reading books, then? You're wasting time. What's the answer? The answer's the same as it's always been. You refuse, then? I refuse, yes. Very well. You force me to become a murderer. Cut. Look,
2: um... I hate to complain on this first reading, but um, not much is coming through in here. I I don't know how to say it, but um, it just doesn't gel for some reason or another. Now, let's think about these lines. Oh, let's hold it a minute.
1: What's the matter, George? Who is it? Me or Red?
2: Well, um, I hate hate to criticise on this first reading, but, uh, Fritz, I think it's you. Something wrong. Let's see. The attack on the part of maybe you're throwing away those lines without any sincerity. There's no... Menace in the park, you see what I mean? Well, look, uh, let me come
1: out. Oh, amming it up again, eh, Fritz? Okay, character, let it alone. I'm having enough trouble. Look, he can act. Honest, George fellas. Got a union card.
2: All right, uh, let's can the funny stuff, Ed. We've got some work to do, and I want you to just pay attention, if you don't mind. All right. Uh, look, Fritz... Um, yeah? How do you feel in this thing?
1: Oh, I don't know. It's It's not... It's not right. I I don't know what to do, though.
2: Well, you don't sound convincing. You see my point?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, um. You got any ideas on how you might do it?
1: No. Uh, wait a minute. Well, what about dialect? I could do a little German. I could German. Oh, wait a minute.
2: No, no, no. I I don't think I want any German on this thing. I you too much of that. Um, uh, some Austrian. No. No, that's, uh, no, 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 that's too close to German.
1: No, I don't know. Well, how's
2: your French? How's your French? Let's, let's see how your French is.
1: Oh, it's all right. It's
2: all right. No, 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 look, I don't want, I don't want to make him too definite, see? He should be a kind of a combination, a lot of menace in there. Quiet, but i got to believe the guy. Make him, uh, let's see, What? what's that word? I want him, uh... Continental. Continental. That's it. Uh, just not... Not too much now, just a whiff of it, okay? I know. Continental. Let me try. it. Yeah, right. Well, try it now. From the top, huh? Let's go.
1: Okay. Uh, And, uh, what will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, For example? For example, it's quite possible that I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you, I'm quite serious. Okay, Uh, hold it. What's it doing now? How's it sound? Are you asking me, the director? Well, it
2: sounds a lot better than it did before, uh, I think you work into it, yeah, well, um look, uh yeah, Fritz, I think that'll do it. Uh, um what do you say? We put it up on the mic, and let's see how it sounds. Take that whole scene over.: How is it for age, George? Oh, um, the age is okay. I want a little bit of age, not too much age. All right, just a little, just about right. a, a little older, right on the nose, the way you had it. All right.
1: Rehearsals, rehearsals. Beats digging ditches for a living, I guess. No, oh, does it? Uh, so they tell me. Well, anyway. Jeez, it's cold in here. Thank the Lord for air conditioning. I wish it was 9.30.
2: Okay, characters. Now, um, let's hear it again,
1: uh, from the top. <clears throat> and, uh... What will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear champ. For example? For example, it's quite possible I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you, I'm quite serious. Impossible. Not impossible at all. May I ask just how you propose to end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throat neatly And as the books have it, with dispatch. Oh, you've been reading books, then. We're wasting (laughs) time. What's the answer? The answer's the same as it's always been. You refuse, then? I refuse, yes. Very well. You force me to become a murderer. Look,
2: Fritz, uh, you sound about as much like a murderer as... I give up.
1: for the love of God, George, what do you want me to do, growl?
2: No, no, I don't want you to growl. But I do want you, if you find it too inconvenient, to act just a little bit like a murderer. You know, a murderer, a guy that, um, uh, kills people.
1: Yeah, he wants you to make faces for it. shut up.
2: Wait, um, I'll come out there again.
1: Uh, How's it going, kid? I give up. I don't know what the man wants.
2: Now, listen, sweetheart, have you the faintest idea how a guy acts when he's going to kill somebody, have you? No, but i got a hunch I'm going to know about it in a minute. Oh, well, that'll be swell, because the way you're doing it now, a guy would think that you were Ed's brother or something. Oh, Joe! Now, listen, get it through your thick skull that we've got a show in a few minutes. We're going on the air. Radio, remember?
1: You see, you're supposed to
2: be a murderer.
1: I know, but it's going to come a lot easier if you don't give me a oh, lot Oh, of- you can't take it,
2: huh? Oh, nuts. All right, well, let's try it again. Uh, take it from that line, um, Oh, the the answer's the same as it's always been. Ed, go on, will you? All
1: right. <clears throat> the answer's the same as it's always been. You're refi- <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> you refuse, then? Hey, John! now, now what? Well, what do you want?
0: There's an old man out here wants to see you. What's he want? I don't know.
2: Well, tell him to go away. No. No, wait. Uh, who is he?
0: I
1: don't know.
0: What is it you're...
1: How can I keep in character? Well, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. Oh,
0: oh. he calls. He wants to see Ed, not you. Who
1: is he? He won't give
2: his name. Oh, probably some geezer that you owe money to.
1: You should talk. <clears throat> well, look, tell him... I mean, well, listen, we're right in the middle of a rehearsal. Go ahead and talk to him, man.
2: We can smoke a cigarette. Or play tiddlywinks? Oh. Well, listen, you've got to tell him to make it snappy. We've got a show to get on. Go right in, sir.
3: Why, there you are, Mr. Enley. Good evening, sir. <laughs> Good evening.
1: Uh, well, I don't believe I've
3: ever... Uh, don't know me, eh? Well, I know you, Mr. Enley. Uh, Mr. Ed Enley.
1: Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, he, he goes in them dough, all right. <laughs> I'm afraid I don't know you, mister.
3: I uh, come up to show you my book. I figured you'd like to have a look at it now while you have the charts. Uh, <laughs> just in case you had any choice. <laughs> Folks don't often have a choice, you know. <laughs> choice? Choice of what? Now here, let me, let, let me show you the book. Uh, I won't be just a minute. I don't like to disturb your work, you know. <laughs> but... It's got to be done, I guess. Uh, now, this one here... you got here.
1: coffins! What? Coffins? Look, it, it's a catalogue of coffins!
3: Uh, caskets. Huh? Yes, that's right. <laughs> yes, sir. The neatest line of caskets in the country. And nothing but the best. Now, sir, now looky here. Uh, this number A1436, ain't it? Yes, sir. Oh, grey silk, solid silver
1: hand. Say, listen, what is this?
3: Or this model here, uh, fifty-four ninety-nine in mahogany. Uh, wait this a minute, w- mister, uh, what's this all about? Well, I, I just figured Mr. Enley'd kind of like to pick out his own casket. <laughs> uh, well, uh, who, who are you? So I brought up the book here to show him. I got my tape measure right here in my pocket.
1: Oh, it's a joke, George. Somebody sent him up there.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah?
3: Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody sent me. I just thought Mr. Henley Well, would look, lo- Mr.
2: Henley's busy. We're rehearsing a radio show here, and we've got just a few more minutes before we go on the air. So if you don't mind...
3: Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> You're rehearsing lights out. I know all about it listen every Saturday night I do I like it Oh, uh, all about ghosts and cops and things Uh, yes sir yes sir.
2: oh well well that um that uh that's fine but uh,
3: we've got work to do now well well I'll get right out of here Uh, just as soon as Mr. Enley makes up his mind (laughs) now this uh, 1436
1: that I was showing you listen mister I don't want to buy a coffin I've got no use for one you get me Solid silver handle. George, this old man's screwy! Oh,
3: no, 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 <laughs> no, sir. Now, wait, I, I got some pictures here in colors if you like something a little fancier. <laughs> now, just a minute till I find it.
2: Fritz! Yeah, go get Horace and have him get this knot out of here. I think the old man's really crazy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, uh, sir, did, um, somebody send you up here to see Ed Henley?
3: Send me? No, no, sir. I told you. <laughs> I thought it all up by my own self. This, this here, age 60, 70, 82 with the bronze plate on top. How do you like that? Pretty nifty, isn't it? <laughs> mm, yeah, yes, sir.
1: Listen, I've told you. I don't want a coffin.
3: Why? You can have it with solid silver plate if you like that better. Um. If uh, If I were you, Ed, I'd get the one with the silver plate. Oh. Huh?
1: Oh, uh, yes, uh, uh, yeah, uh, <clears throat> i rather like that one with a silver plate. Mm-hmm. That's the one, all right.
3: The H6782A with solid silver plate. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, that's all I wanted to know. Yes, sir, that's what I come up here for. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Enley. Thank you very kindly. I, uh, I think you'll find it very... Satisfactory. Well, I'm sure I will. And thank you, sir. I'll be going now. Thank you ever so much. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> um, well, um
2: um Goodbye.
3: Goodbye, gentlemen. Thank you very much, mister Enley. Well,
2: I wonder what goes with that man.
1: Whose idea was that?
2: In here, Oris It's um it's all right, um uh, Fritz. He's gone now. What? We don't need you, Horace. Huh? Where'd he go? Well, uh, he just went out that door a minute ago. Didn't you see him? No. He must have went the other way. He went out of that door right there. Oh, well,
1: that's funny. We didn't see him. Listen, Horace, was that your idea?
0: Mine?
1: Well, <laughs> God, no. Hey, I know it was one of the announcers. <laughs> Why, he's cracking, God! Well, I don't think it was so funny myself. Uh, not at this time of night with nobody else in the old place. How'd you get rid of him, Ed? <laughs>
2: Oh, the old man was showing us coffin after coffin, and I suggested to Ed that he buy number h sixty-seven eighty-three
1: a With solid silver plate.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So he said okay and scrammed. Leave it to me to handle the nutcases. I've had experience enough producing shows around here. Oh, thank you, dear.
0: You birds want me any more.
2: No, no, Horace. uh, Thanks. Oh, um, if you see the old coffin seller again, though, tell him we're not in the market. <laughs> now, come on, let's get to work. All right. Yeah, it's about time. Right, where do we start? Um, they're on uh, page six, line five. The answer is the same, and so on. You know.
1: You're yeah, all right. <clears throat> the answer is the same as it's always been. You refuse. Then. I refuse. Uh-huh. Yes. Hmm. I'll get that next time through. Uh, Very well. Uh, You force me to become a murderer.
2: No! You force me to become a murderer. You force
1: me to become a murderer. Go on. I don't know. You know the penalty for murder in this country? (laughs) Put down that knife. You've had your last chance. No, no, don't kill me! I warned you. No, no, no! I warned you, but you would not listen to me. Help! Help! Uh, Cut, 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 cut! Uh, Now what? Now listen, uh, we've got to plant that knife somehow. Ah, holy smokes, George. I can't say I am now about to stab you with this here repulsive knife, can I? Ah, well, that's the trouble with riders. No
2: imagination. Well, let me see now.
1: No, I could say, drop the knife again. No,
2: no, 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 let me think. Tick, 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 oh, Shut tick. up. Sorry. Oh, I got it. Oh, look, why do sound effects guys have to go on vacations? Is
1: there a knife out there someplace? Oh, I don't know. I'll look over here. Let's see. Oh Yeah, here's one. Well, what kind is it? Pocket knife. I think i'll just drop it in my pocket too i've been wanting a knife like this well let's see it uh, 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 i got 10 dibs on it well, now look you could hold it up close to the microphone and open it make
2: it click and i'll go to the control room and listen
1: very well orson you probably sounds like a door opening so what sounds better than the door opening sounds we've got
2: <laughs> all right uh let's hear it now open it up no not so loud try it again Okay, now, um, Fritz, you put that effect in just as you start to struggle. Give him the cue, Ed.
1: Uh, what? Uh, no, no, help, help, that business? Yes, yes. No, 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 help, help! <laughs> you would not listen to me.
2: Stab him, stab him!
1: Oh, 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 yeah, okay.
2: But uh, You, um... Better fall down on the floor, Ed. It'll sound better.
1: Why is it I always have to f- do the falling? Go
2: on, go on.
1: Ah, nuts.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Now, um, how are we going to ring that gong? Oh, I don't see why we can't get some help on this show.
1: Why don't you get Horace?
2: That's an idea. I'll go get him.
1: Oh, gosh, I'm tired. I was there at nine this morning for an audition, I haven't even had time to get any dinner. Actors. The idle rich? Says you. (laughs) Say, who do you suppose sent that dizzy old man up here? I don't know. Lots of funny jokers around this shop. (laughs) Well, it was a good gag for this show, I guess. Except I don't suppose it'll be so funny for the old man when he finds out it was a gag. Yeah, I don't imagine it's a very good racket running around peddling coffins. Never even knew they peddled coffins that way. Neither did I.
0: (laughs) I was reading.
1: The genius. Yeah.
2: You had plenty of time to catch up on your reading after the show's over. I want you to sock that gong.
1: All you gotta do is take the little club and clout the gong when George points at you, Horace. If George points at you, Horace. Now listen, who's producing this show? I sometimes wonder. Oh,
0: where's the stick
1: to hit it with? You're practically standing on it.
2: Huh? Hey! All right. Now, now, look, um. I'll go into the control room, and you guys go on into the fight. Now, you watch me, Horace, and when I point, you sock
1: that gong. Okay. Oh, George, listen. Do we have to go through the whole thing again? My throat's no, getting. No, no, no. Just the struggle part.
2: Now, wait till I get in.
1: It' had a good bat, Horace.
2: <laughs> okay, okay, struggle. <coughs> <coughs>
1: uh,
2: attention, Tommy. Will you hit that gong? Oh.
0: Oh. Oh, excuse me. I wasn't
2: what I was watching Ed and Fritz. Well, look, you watch me from now on. I'll give you the cues and you do them. You got it? Okay. Go ahead. Struggle.
0: <coughs> okay?
2: Okay. Now, um, you do it just like that on the air. You got it?
0: Okay. George, I, I I gotta go. There, that phone's ringing in the lobby.
2: Well, hurry up, we're practically on the air.
1: Gosh, wish I had a cigarette.
2: No smoking in the studios. Speak
1: when spoken to, I was talking to Fritz.
2: Oh, well, there's still no smoking in the studios.
1: Mm. Oh, brother. Want to get something to eat after the show, Ed? Oh, not me. I'm gonna be dead. Uh, I'm dragging too. I'm going sailing with Jake tomorrow. How are you? Yeah. <sighs>
2: Okay, George, I'm back. Well, look, uh, come on, will you? Come on. Hey, do you know who
1: that was? Sure. Somebody wanted to know what time Fred Waring's on. No,
2: not wasn't. Come on, will you? Can the guessing games. Let's go. It was the old coffin guy.
0: He wanted to know if Mr. Henley wanted a silver or a bronze plate on his coffin. What'd you tell him? Silver, I says. Nothing cheap about Mr. Henley, I says.
1: <laughs> yeah, listen, you oughtn't to kid the old man like that. He's just poor armless old nut. Besides, the first thing you know, somebody will be knocking at my door, delivering a coffin and collecting money for it. Trying to collect, you mean. Mm. Now
2: listen, you lugs, if you want to play comedy, you go talk to Jack Benny, will you? You're wasting your time over on this side. Now, um, let's go to work. Now, if that old man calls again, you tell him to go jump in the lake. Now, come on, look at page 10. We won't have time to take it in dress. Top of the page. I want, um, running footsteps. All three of you, cross the studio floor, up the stair steps. You stop and run back down. You got it? On my cue. Okay, hurry up now. Now, um, take the knock on the door and the footsteps coming in. It's bottom of page 11. You do the knock, Ed. Horace, you open the door. And Fritz, you do the footsteps. You got it? On my cue. Okay, keep it that way. She's coming right up now. Fritz, uh, you do the wind machine.
1: Right, right, George.
2: Ed, you do the chimes. Okay. Horace, you sock that gong.
1: Right, George.
2: On your toes now, at my cue, Fritz. Quiet, everyone. Five seconds.
0: Lights out, everybody. This is the witching hour. It is the hour when dogs howl. And evil is let loose on a sleeping world. Want to hear about it? Then turn out your lights.
1: Ah, good evening, my dear friend. Good evening, Doctor. Won't you come in? Thank you. Here, let me take your coat and hat. Ah, certainly. Here you are, Doctor. Well, won't you come in and sit down? Thank you. Well? It's all taken care of. Really? Quite. You have the proof? Well? Of course, you realise, my dear friend, I cannot be expected to carry out our little arrangement unless I have proof. Yes, I was reasonably sure of that. And so? There is that. Crumpled in the left-hand pocket of my overcoat. A hat? His hat. I think you'll find that it is a bullet hole through the crown, and uh, there are several bloodstains. Oh, fine. Uh, You don't mind if I look for myself? Oh, course not. That's why I brought it, you see. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Apparently a very neat job. I specialize in neat jobs, Doctor. (laughs) Do you mind telling me how it was done? Not at all. I waited for him in the driveway of his house. Cold, too, tonight. Mm. He left his car at the gate and walked up to the house. Mm. We had planned on that, you remember? Yes, 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 yes. And when he came close enough, I... I shot him. Oh, so noisy. There was a silencer on the revolver. Ah, thoughtful of you. I'm always thoughtful, doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I even stepped close enough to him to <clears throat> ensure powder burns. Better and better. And the gun is there without the silencer to to make it look like a suicide, so I congratulate you, my dear friend. Thank you. I am Conscientious. Are you conscientious enough to remember what I asked you to bring. Oh, yes, quite. May I have it? I think not. What'd you say? I came here tonight merely to thank you, Doctor, for your cooperation. I find myself a richer man. I hope you're joking, my friend. Not at all. You don't want to give up the packet of jewels? I couldn't have put it more neatly myself, Doctor. Mm -hmm. I see. You've not forgotten that I paid you a... A sum of money to perform this service for me. Five hundred pounds? That is correct. That is why I came here. I'm afraid I don't understand. To return the five hundred pounds. You see, Doctor, I've decided to keep the jewels instead. I see. <laughs> Would you care for a drink? Whiskey, perhaps. If you like. Soda? Ah, oh, thank you, no. Mm. Your health. <clears throat> If you don't mind, Doctor, let us exchange glasses. (laughs) You are a remarkably suspicious fellow. I have to be. If you please. Oh, quite. I thought so, Doctor. Well, do your good elf, Uh, And now, I'll be going, if you don't mind. Uh, Must you go, really? Yes, uh, here are your 500 pounds. My offer is still good. Your offer? £500 pounds for eliminating this man, bringing me the jewels from his pocket. Oh, I'm sorry not to be able to accept your offer, Doctor. I've made other arrangements, you see. May I point out that you left your gun at our friend's side? May I point out that it is extremely possible that I have another... Possible? Probable. Hmm. Shall we have another drink? May I, Paul? <laughs> if you like. There. That's enough, thank you. Now, shall we discuss this further? I'm afraid there's very little to discuss, Doctor. If you do not mind, I would... No, no, there is nothing to discuss. I'm grateful to you, my dear Doctor, for putting me in the way of earning the very comfortable sum that these jewels will bring. I'm equally grateful to you for your hospitality, but I really must Oh, I beg of you, let me point out that a gentleman of your reputation might have some difficulty in disposing of the jewels. There are ways. Well... Would it not be a great deal safer for you to take the five hundred pounds with no further risk than to uh, keep the jewels and run the risk of hanging? I'll take the risk. Besides, if anything unpleasant does happen to me in the course of disposing of the jewels, I can always remind my captors of the part that you played in this little affair. You say? I'm afraid you will have a very difficult time proving that. Hmm, Perhaps. But I'll run that risk. Good no, night, h- now. Don't hurry, I beg of you. I, I should should dislike to have any unpleasant happening. You forget that I have a gun, Doctor. That is a lie. I wouldn't take a chance if I were you, Doctor. No, I'm not taking a chance. I know you have no gun. Really? Really. Interesting. How? A very simple process of deduction. There is none in your overcoat. I could tell by the weight of it. Ah, but there is. Ah, thank you. I was rather certain that it was there. And so I took the liberty of locking the overcoat in the closet when I got up to inspect your friend's hat. Checkmate, my dear friends. Stalemate, I think. I still have the jewels. And I warn you for the last time to give them to me. I'm sorry. It'd be a great deal better for you if you would, you know. What will you do if I won't? Something very unpleasant, my dear friend. For example? It is quite possible I will kill you. You amaze me. I assure you I'm quite serious. Impossible. It's not impossible at all. May I ask just how you propose to uh, end my life, shall I say? I shall cut your throat neatly, and as books have it, with dispatch. <laughs> You've been reading books, then. I'm <laughs> wasting time. What's the answer? The answer's the same, and it's always been... You refuse, then? I refuse, yes. Very well. you force me to become a murderer. You know the penalty for murder in this country, <laughs> Doctor. <laughs> no, put down that knife. You have had your last chance. No, no, don't kill me. I warned you. No, don't, no, I no. I warned you you wouldn't listen to Help, me. help. Ed. Ed. You. Ed. You stabbed me, Fritz. Oh, my God. Oris. Oris, look, look. The the knife slipped. I didn't mean... I I, I caught him. I didn't mean... I I caught him. I caught him. Oh.
0: Blood! You've really killed him, Fritz. Oh,
1: no, no, no. I I, I didn't.
3: Well, (laughs) I got here just in time, didn't I? (laughs) Yes, sir. Model H-6782 with silver plate for Mr. Enley.
1: No! Yes, sir.
3: Yes, sir. Just bring it right in, boys. (laughs) Mr. Enley's all ready for it.
0: (laughs) You have just heard Coffin in Studio B a Portsmouth Community Radio WSCA LP 106.1 FM revival of a Lights Out program. In tonight's cast, you heard James Sears as Ed, James C. Darling as Fritz, Brian Gregg as George, Dan Comley as Horace, and Chuck Curtis as the Coffin Salesman. The dialogue director for tonight's program was James C. Darling. Our technical director was John Lovering. Manual sound effects were created by Melanie Lovering. My name is Dan Comley, and it has been my pleasure to be both your narrator and announcer for Coffin in Studio B. All right. You may turn your lights on now. (laughs) On behalf of the cast and crew, thank you for joining us this evening on Portsmouth Community Radio's audio theater. Be sure to check our web calendar at www.portsmouthcommunityradio.org for upcoming audio theater productions. And now, from our studio at 909 Islington Street in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, we wish you a good evening.